right, everybody. Welcome back to Digging In with Matt Rosenthal. This is a new show. This is our 10th episode. I've got a fantastic guest on. His name is Jim DiGiulio. I'm going to give you a quick background on him, but I want to tell you before we get to that, he's going to share some really cool stories with you today. And the reason that we do this show is so that you can listen, get inspired, get motivated, and take something away from those, those stories. Uh, he's going to tell you about how he started out working at 12 years old in a shoe store. He'll tell you the story and, and what that did um, to his, his personality, the way he looks at things, his work ethic. It's so powerful. And, and I really would encourage you to get a pen, piece of paper, and get ready to take some notes because this guy's got some serious bombs he's going to drop on you. So, Jim, real quick, I'm going to just give everybody your background. Um, so, Jim currently works at Scribo Tool. He's general counsel. And he's a partner there. Prior to that, he worked uh, in government as the general counsel for Governor Christie of New Jersey. And he'll probably talk about that a little bit, probably interesting experience. Um, and prior to that, worked in a few other law firms and kind of followed a typical the legal path. But what, what's interesting about him is he really was able to kind of parlay one position to the next to really, really build himself a phenomenal and, and, and like, in-depth background, you know, with a lot of experience. Um, Jim and I have known each other for a while. And real quick, before we, we, we get into it, I just want to say that the, so about a year and a half ago, I mentioned to him, Hey, I'm going to start a podcast. I want to help people. I want to get, you know, some information out there. You know, I followed people, they've helped me. So let me do the same thing and see if I can help people. Would you come on the show? And there was no show. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, absolutely. I'll come on the show. And, and, and I want to thank him for doing that because it's been a year and a half. I had a couple of false starts, but we got it going now. And here's the reason I'm telling you this. I'm telling you this because this is a guy that has integrity. He's loyal. He's reliable. And um, I know that, that lawyers get a bad rap, but the reality is this guy is good. And he's, um, you know, he's a friend of mine. I use him on some really challenging um, situations I was involved with, and, and he came through it's it was really an unbelievable experience so with not to set the bar all that high jim <laughs> with that really thank you for coming on today well it was worth the wait thanks for having me glad to be here um, and, I, and i want to thank you for uh for for um dressing for the occasion as i sit here in my t-shirt and uh well i got the lawyer on your show i got a, I got a formal I love it for you i love it i really do <laughs> listen um it, a great place to start is so everybody sees you now, right? They see you or everybody who knows you or anybody who's going to watch this, they see this polished guy. They, they see the resume and it's like, Oh wow. He must've had everything handed to him. Right. That's not the case, right? You, you had a, a, a very interesting start and I, I want to dive into that. Like, how did you yeah. get to become the guy that you are? Where did you start? Tell me about, tell me the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I think you're right. It's come a long way from where it was, uh, started off. My dad owned his own shoe store. So we weren't, you know, we were not destitute. I, I can't ever say that we were definitely middle-class, but I'm the first lawyer, in my family. Uh, my parents didn't graduate from four-year college. Um, my dad worked 75 hours a week building his business from scratch and owned three shoe stores and had a lot of employees. So, you know, that hard work and ethic, started early. I was in their stocking shelves at 12 and I was selling shoes to people at 15. Um, so you learned quickly how to work hard and, and got that instilled. And then 
parlayed that through college and law school and into the career. And it was, you know, the most valuable lessons I could have learned early on. So that's, it's not common, right? So we were talking you know, earlier about how some people maybe have more handed to them mm-hmm. or, you know, they, they grow up in an environment where, Hey, you know, we can focus on school. You could focus on following that typical path. And then there's people like you and me. And by the way, you just told me more than I actually knew. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's, and it's awesome because I feel even more connected because there's people like you and you and I who really didn't have anything handed to us. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of lessons and I think we just glazed over it and I wanted to go, I want oh, to go yeah. deeper into that. There's a lot of lessons and there's a lot of things that, that stick with us, right? When you have to go to work. So if you're working at 12 and you're working, I guess, every day after school, right? You're working a lot. Yeah. That really doesn't leave you. And that while, while it's happening, you could be doing other things and that could be crossing your mind. You could be like, well, I could be doing sports. My friends want me to come do this. No, you're, you're, your family had a, a culture of this is what we do. You saw your father build something from scratch. And so maybe it was just normal to you to be like, no, this is, I just have to do this. This is just what we do. Yeah. There was no, there, when you start that early, there's no question. And my, my father started the store in, in New Jersey, but his father before him had a shoe store in Philadelphia. And that's how it all started when he came over from Italy. So, oh, wow. Um, so he worked the same way I did. Um, and he decided to leave the comfort of an established business in Philadelphia and start his own. Um, so yeah, there's never even, you don't even know what you're missing because you just do it, right? You're working and you're doing it for the family. That's how, that's how it goes. Totally. Really. You know, I just thought of something and experiencing working with you that I never, I couldn't have put together because I didn't know that story. Every single time I, I called you, I mean, we were working on a case that went on for like two years and it was, it was a lot of time, right? And I'm a pain yeah. in the butt. So I would call you like every weekends, nights. Um, you always got right back to me. You always were responsive. Or I should say, you oh, you still, you're always, we don't have anything happening right now, but you're, yeah. you're very responsive. And, and that's unusual in any service, right? And, and you're, you're still, you're in a service business. Sure. Now that I'm connected, I guess, how, how else would you be? Like, you just know that from an early age, you were taught, to be of service and you, you, you experienced a life of, of, of service to others, I guess is the best yeah. way to put it. And so that's why you get back to people so quickly and, and why you're so responsive and you take such ownership and you're so accountable. It's not because you're a lawyer, it's because it's who you are. Yeah, and, and now I've learned that that's also a really good characteristic to keep clients and make money. I mean, that, you know, that builds into it. I mean, and, and that's how we are here at the firm. I mean, that's the first thing we tell all the new lawyers is, responsive if more than anything. If a client needs you, you respond. If you're busy, tell them you're busy, but you'll call them as soon as you can, but get back to them. Um, that's how I am inherently. And now I've seen the benefits of that. I mean, it builds from that. And that, yeah, I think it's really one does. of the critical pieces of how I've been able to, you know, do what I do. It, it is it is a separator. It's not common. You, you know, it's, it's just not. I mean, you and I both experience in, in life um, different situations and different service providers where you just like, like what? I mean, you're not, what's going on? Like, I have no idea. Like a car, air conditioning company, uh, anybody you're waiting for, it's like, they don't get it. And it's actually worse now than ever, right? There's this complacency, but you have a work ethic. So, um, so you did that from 12 to 15, right? Now you, you, I assume you did good in school because <laughs> you've been successful. Like, did okay. um, as a okay. lawyer, so you, you did well. <laughs> so how did you balance that? how did you go to school 
and do do well. You went to a good college, right? So how did you balance all that? Well, you know, you, you have to pick and choose what's your priorities and, and, and move them around as you need to develop. So when it was time, I remember vividly um, having to decide when my father got a little sick and he was running his company, I was working at a law firm during law school. I had to make a decision whether I have to stay there and get that development or do I go back and help him out for the rest of the summer? And I decided to go back and help him out for the summer. Um, but you have to kind of pick and choose your priorities at that point in your career and decide. And then when it was time to go to law school, I stopped working and I committed to that. Um, it's just committing to what you're doing um, at the time and, and finding the right. And I've just been lucky. The timing of everything has really worked out well for me. Everywhere I've landed, I found people that helped me develop my career to move on to the next thing. So I've been very fortunate to, to land in the, in, with the right people at the right time. You, I, I mean, I agree. It's, it's, it's fortunate for, in, when those things present themselves to you, yeah. but do you find that it's more than being fortunate? Like, yeah. in other words, you make you your put yourself in, in places, in situations, you've created opportunities. No. Yeah. And you make your own luck. There's two things. I mean, the two things are you work hard and show people that you're responsive and you can do right. it. And two, I, I think you, you say yes to a lot of things. You do as much as you can and push yourself to the limit because unless you're there, you're not going to get the opportunity. Most job offers come from people in very untraditional circumstances, I've found. Um, and that's, that's the connection you make, that connective tissue you make with people out in an event or in some other circumstances, what gets you moving forward. That's a really powerful point. It's really important. That's a big takeaway right there. Um, all right, so you could have picked any, any field to be in. Why did you, why did you pick this field? I want, I don't mean intellectually or logically. Yeah. I mean, what is it about this that you love doing? Yeah. You know, I think it, it's part of the, it's a retail in a lot of ways. It's, it's service industry. It's out there and it's customer service. I mean, every day I'm just talking to clients and trying to help them. It's just in a more sophisticated education, academic way than I was selling shoes. But for me, it's the same thing. It's still someone that has a need and I'm trying to fix it. Um, now it's, you know, a bigger need than a pair of shoes. It's, you know, their companies on the line or, you know, they're personally on the line financially for something. I do all civil work. So I don't have to luckily deal with, you know, crim criminality, but you know, the civil world, people's lives are at stake in a lot of ways for them. So, um, that's really important to me, I think. And, and then it's just, you know, it's, it's stimulating. I've always found the analytics of breaking down an issue and, and, and putting aside the chaos and forest from the trees type stuff to, to get to the point. And that's, that's what I'm known to do is I get to the point and figure out the answer. I, you know, I don't get stuck on the little stuff because at the end of the day, people want results more than anything. And that's what I'm yeah. in the business of. Yeah. Okay. So now, so what you just said is interesting because I can, I can speak from experience, right. And, and being on the other side of, of you delivering that service, my life could have been completely different right now. If the outcome of what you and I worked on was different. You'd be, we, might not be on the, we might not be on this podcast right now. I'll say that. I, don't, <laughs> I mean, I could have lost everything I had, or I could have had a very different life and you're, I did get the sense in the process and it went on for like two years or something. Yeah. I, I did get, I really felt from you that, that you, you cared about the outcome, which is what you just said. And yeah. so there must be for you, you can use me as an example. 
not to put you on the spot, even though we're on the spot, the, uh, the feeling that, that I would imagine you get, like when, when that thing was finally done and you saw what I went through and you saw what it did to me, yeah. Yeah. how you must have felt when you knew that you had that impact on my life. Yeah, I mean, I think you want to. Have you thought about that? I, you do. You, you do. You have to take it. You try not to take it personally, right? But you have to because um, what I do is, you know, we affectionately call it most of the stuff is business divorces. And it, it is. It's like a divorce, but not with a wife or a spouse. It's with, you know, a business partner or two. Um, and it's gut wrenching. It's really hard because you're not just giving up money, you're giving up something you usually have built or you're trying to get somebody out of something you built. You know, it's usually very, very difficult. So yeah, no, I, I take those to heart. And maybe because my dad was an owner of his own company and I know how hard it is to build something. I think I just have that general feeling about, you know, what importance it has to someone's life, both financially and just from, you know, a state of mind. Oh, that's a great connection too. Yeah. Yeah. You think that's what it is? Yeah. hundred yeah, percent. That's a cool yeah. connection. As much, I don't do a lot of self-reflection, but when I do, I, it comes back to that. I think big, yeah. big turning. I just brought that out of you. I'm going to send you a bill for that. Don't <laughs> <laughs> that that's actually really fantastic. That's, that's yeah. a great connection right there. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So that's helpful. Like that's really interesting. So for anybody that's, that's considering, you know, following your, in your footsteps and, and wants to, wants to be in the legal field. I know that there's a, there's a, this perception, right? You can be a, a lawyer, you can be a doctor, you can be a variety of professionals and you'll just make a lot of money. It's not necessarily about the money because yes, you can make a lot of money if you're good at sales. And as you just pointed out, being in your profession or my profession or any service profession, you're, you're in sales. Like you, mm-hmm. You're in the business of, of getting business and helping people. Sure. But if you really don't feel passionate about the outcomes that you're going to deliver, which is truly helping people and impacting their lives, maybe this isn't the right career, maybe whatever career you're, you're about to get into, you really got to like search down and say, Hey, do I want to really do this for the money? Or, or is it because I truly want to, I want to help people. I care about what I'm doing. Right. It's like a fulfillment, a purpose. Yeah. And I don't think you'll ever get the same results if you don't care. I just right. don't think you do. I think you got to really invest yourself into any of these issues to, to make it worthwhile for the client. I mean, I just, and whatever it is in law or in anything, it, all of it. You yeah. really need to, you really need to want to get a result for somebody. Yeah. That's awesome. I agree. So where did we leave off? So we had you going to, to school and I still want to get through how you got to where you got. So you, you, yeah. you the shoe store is awesome. Um, probably the, the most valuable lessons you ever learned, right. That happened yeah. there. Sure. And you get through college, you're kind of on the, probably the track, right? Okay. I'm going to, I'm <laughs> going to go do um, what do they call them when you come out of law school, a clerk. Yep. Clark. Take me through yeah. all that. Yeah. Did law school, didn't know anything about it. Um, no one ever got through four-year college in my immediate family. And here I am and getting a master's or a, a law degree. Um, but just kept working. And, um, you know, when you get to a clerkship, it's an interesting time. And if you don't know the ins and outs, you get left behind. And I sort of did. Um, but I scrapped back and found one and found a great judge that I, I learned a ton from. Um, straight shooter kind of guy that I, I like working for, you know, guy that really just knows it. Um, and then got lucky and got the last spot at one of the bigger, more prestigious firms in New Jersey. Um, so I've always sort of been, you know, a step behind at that, up to that point, I was sort of always the last one in the door, but, um, from there sort of worked really hard and became, you know, hopefully 
you know, a top-notch associate there and, and which landed me in my next job, which is- Wait, one, I don't want you to go any further. Yeah, I was gonna happen. say, which is the one everybody wants to hear about is Governor Christie. But before that, it was just, you know, working hard and having a chip on my shoulder to keep it going and, and yeah. be better, you know? But I, okay, so we the, the word luck came up again. Yeah. So tell me, tell me when, because it's, you didn't have any luck. It You're, was, it was preparation. You were prepared. And I guess because of what you said before, I mean, there was, you were looking at different places. You were like, you had put yourself in the position where a situation could have worked out for you because you put yourself out there and you were prepared and you were qualified. Right. So all those yeah. things came together. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. I, yeah, you don't, yeah, I say luck. Like there was no lightning I, I know, bolt that came out no. of the sky. We, I, I am a true believer in you make your own luck. And I think that is, yeah. you know, and that's how it happened. It's a lot of hard work um, and being, and the only way you're in the right place at the right time is by being places and saying yes and taking opportunities on and taking a little risk. You know, if I didn't know anything about law school, um, I, I could have said no and, and went back and, and ran the shoe store for the rest of my life. But I want to take a you say that other right. way, wait, wait, go back. I want you to say that again slower. Yeah. If you recall what you just said, yeah. the three things you just said about risk. Yeah. You're taking it. Say that again, because that's that's gold right there. With well, working hard, right? Working hard, um, saying yes to opportunities, and then taking that risk, taking that leap of faith that you know you can do it, and you're believing yourself to get it done. And that's kind of what I had to do to go to law school because no one in my family knew what law school was. So it was, uh, and taking that, and I paid for law school, so you know it was a financial burden, it was a academic challenge, it was risky, but. You know, I knew I'd work hard and, and I got myself in a spot where I could you know, parlay that into a career. I have one more question because I'm intrigued yeah. now. So you are a, a quietly, like very confident person. Like you're, 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 you're a low key guy and, and, but you're very confident. You, you carry, like, you're like that speak soft, carry big stick. Like that's you. At least that's the guy that I know. Yeah. And I, I need to know where that came from. Like you're, you're, it's not an, it's not an act. Like you're a very chill guy. Who's very, very confident. So what, what is that because of that early childhood stuff? Like did, did you have a really good mo um, uh, inspirational, like warm home? Like were you oh, yeah. told as a kid, like that you were, you know, yeah. the things that, that you could be told that make you feel really worthy and confident. Yeah. You know, it's funny thing, a couple the one thing that always sticks out is we were the DiGiulio name. Our last name was always a thing. It was always my dad's shoe store was DiGiulio shoes. So, you know, we were always told like, be confident about it. Be, you know, it's your family, it's your family name, have confidence in it, you know, and, and use that. And everyone knew DiGiulio shoes, everyone in South Jersey and Southern New Jersey bought their shoes at DiGiulio shoes. So um, when you hear that over and over, it starts to build and resonate. And then you go from there and then you start to believe in yourself and then you achieve things and then it just builds. Um, so yeah, I don't, you know, you know, and I, I think some people take the, the silence at the table sometimes as, as not that. So, you know, you got to see how it comes across sometimes. Well, remember the first time I met you, I, yeah. I told you, I told you like, the story of denial when I first met you. Um, I, I knew it was, it was Tom that I was referred to right? yes. Tom Scrivo. Yes. and and we were sitting in the room at this, uh, what was that? It was, a uh, what do they call them? Uh, mediation. Yeah, yeah. Remember yeah. when I first met you? And, and yeah. so I had never met you before. And you, you come walking in, you have all your stuff, and you were really quiet. Mm -hmm. And uh, we went out in the hallway, we talked a little bit. And at first, I was nervous. I had no idea who you yeah. were. I didn't know your back. I didn't know anything about you. I'm just like, uh, he's really quiet. <laughs> now, I learned that um, 
you might be taking, it's not quiet. You're, you're taking in a lot of information and you're very strategic and you're very careful. And uh, I, I actually was like really thankful that you're a very quietly confident alert like person that's taking it in. Yeah. But that for a second, I'm like, oh man, what they send me? It's usually it's usually originally taken as disengagement. Yeah, disinterest. I mean, people feel that way, but that's why when you're younger, when I was younger, I felt the need to talk. Everyone likes to hear themselves talk, especially lawyers. So I would yeah. feel the need to insert myself, but that usually got me in trouble. So I finally learned to be confident in my style and you speak when you need to. Uh, let everybody else tell you everything and sit back and take it all in. It's, Deliberate and thoughtful with what I say is always, you know, critical, I think. And that's what it's like to work with you. And it's funny because um, I learned a lot from you actually in that process, watching you and watching how um, information would come out or it would reveal itself and it would be helpful information because you were such a good listener. So, um, yeah, it's really interesting though, that the, when you brought up confidence, um, yeah. that's another common characteristic that, that, I, and I'm sure you see among successful people, entrepreneurs or successful people in any business, th there's a confidence level that, that's just always there beneath the surface. And some of it's overconfidence, which is a different story, but yeah, um, in your field, it's like perfect. You've, you've got just that right combo. And I, I always was curious like where that came from. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, yeah, no. And I think, yeah, oh, and careful with the overconfidence. That's what it gets you in trouble. It's confidence and, and confidence and comfortableness with hearing other people tell you what they think. That's where you really need it. Exactly. Uh, you know, you see with people get in trouble, I think they know everything. That's where you get in trouble. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So we got you to the point where you, you had the opportunity and you landed that one spot at that firm. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and from there, it, it sounds like things really began to take off. And it is interesting, and you've never told me the story, or at least I don't recall. Yeah, it is interesting how you ended up getting go, moving your way into into government. It's like, so now I'm going to hear it for the first time. So yeah, take us through that because that's very few people do that. Yeah, no, it was um, not a political person at all, and was just working hard as a lawyer for five six years, and um, got to know some of the people in the firm that were you know a little more politically inclined or that were, you know, had great reputation. So um, when my partner, Tom Scribo was offered the chief counsel job with Governor Christie, he asked me to come along with him. He could have picked anybody, but we worked well together. I was in a good position to go to Trenton with him. And, um, and like we talked about, took a big risk, took a major pay cut, commuted another hour, um, you know, had my wife had to go back to work. Um, it was, it was a risky endeavor to do that when I was in a comfortable position at a pretty big firm in New Jersey. Um, but I felt like it was another challenge I really wanted to take on. Hang on, the screen just froze. I want you to go yeah. back. We're gonna cut this out. It just totally froze. Yeah. Hold on a sec. Yeah. Did you see the freeze too? Did it freeze? Like yeah, it just sort of like popped, yeah. Yeah, just hold on a sec. So we'll cut this little piece out. Just, the last thing I heard you say was um, when Tom asked you to come with you. Oh yeah, I can okay. start from there. Yep, give, just give three seconds and then go. Yeah. So Tom Scrivo was offered the position as chief counsel for the governor. And um, it was a, I was asked to go and it was a risky decision. I mean, I was in a very cushy lawyer job and making decent money and I was going to take a pay cut and commute another hour with little kids and my wife would have to go back to work. Um, but it was a challenge I wanted to take on and I knew the upside was there. So, you know, like we talked about earlier, 
took that leap of faith, took that risk, uh, believed in myself. And um, it ended up being the best decision I could have ever made for myself and my family. It was a great experience that put me, you know, in a different place than I would be if I just probably followed the normal track. So that's twice, twice you made a decision twice. You took a risk. The second time the risk was bigger because now you had somebody else besides you that was, that could have been impacted by it. Three other people. Yeah. Oh, you, oh, you had kids at that point. I had two little kids. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I left that out. So there was, there was, okay, there was three people made it much harder. Yeah. That's serious. That's like, that's, that's you. That's a way bigger risk. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And a lot of people are in that situation. It doesn't, I mean, in some, in some manner, you're given an opportunity and it's like, oh man, do I play it safe? Do I just stay where I am or do I take a risk? And, and wow, that's heavy. Like that is a big deal. That's a big deal. Yeah, it was, it was a big decision, but you know, I believed in the people I was going with. I believed where I was going and uh, you know, I saw the potential upside. You have to have a little vision about where that'll end up after you run the course on that one. You know, you had, you had a fallback. I mean, of course you, you always could have just gone back to what you were doing. So Maybe. Certainly that makes it, yeah. that makes it easier to make the decision, but it's still a big risk because it could be painful while it's all happening. Yeah, for sure. For three and other it, people. It, sure. And it was, it was, you know, a move for everybody. It was, you know, financially and time-wise, it was a big, it was a big investment, but. You mean the government doesn't pay high? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So this was a while ago. I mean, it's, it's, um, this is like several years ago at this point. Yeah. So there, there is, um, so you went to work. So what was that like? I mean, there's definitely not many people are on the inside of, of a machine. Um, Amazing. To the degree that you can, you know, share that experience. Like, what was it like? Amazing. I mean, you're doing the, the most important work for the people of the state of New Jersey while also, you know, learning quickly. I wasn't political, so I didn't know all the ins and outs of who was who and what was what. Um, yeah. So being in Trenton like that, um, it comes at you fast and you're swimming, you know, you're paddling against the tide right from day one, but it was fun. I mean, it was really the best job I could ever had. And when I went in, I was senior counsel. So I, you know, I oversaw various areas of the state and got to get my feet wet um, and worked for, you know, and when Tom Skiba was chief counsel and governor Christie, I mean, they're amazing. So it was demanding people that require, you know, precision and, and you, and you have to execute. And so it's just sort of this, what we were talking about before getting results and doing it the right way. And I had to do that for the year and a half I was there. So that is a whole other level. Yeah. Precision is a great word. I mean, the, the room for error is like, what's the margin of error? Like it's it devastating. It could be devastating to a lot of people. I mean, now you're talking politics. So politically, it's like, this isn't just like I'm working on a case. This is, this is a, you know, elected officials. It's public interaction. It's a lot of. Um, and you had two positions there, right? So at, at a certain point, you were overseeing other people. Yeah, eventually became chief counsel, which was, you know, basically number two in the state. Yeah, directly to the governor. So yeah, you have both. You have to deal with the results that it will affect the residents of what you're doing this, of New Jersey. And, and if you really screw up, you're on the front page of the newspaper. And this was at the height of Governor Christie's, you know, um, reputation. I mean, he was running for president. He was, it was, everybody was on the spotlight. So you were there at that time. Yeah, he was when we started. He was running. You had yeah. left already. Yeah, okay. no, he was running when we started. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, okay. So now I'm I'm not going to get into, I'm not going to ask you about it. But now I know that time frame. And I recall what you were dealing with. Yes. Yes. As most okay. people will. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. So let me ask you a question um, personally about that. Now, 
how did that affect you? Cause so you were busy. There was a lot you were dealing with. Mm-hmm. How did that affect you? Must've been working long days. And so now you had made this decision, took this risk to go work there. And now you're dealing with some, you know, some nonsense that comes up politically and it's keeping you real busy. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. How did that impact your personal life and your home life? Like, did that decision come back to haunt you a little bit personally? Um, no, you know I mean, I mean? Uh, yeah, well, it helps when you marry a lawyer and you're a lawyer that helps. They yeah. get it. Um, but yeah, no, I hear you, but you know, I was always very before COVID at least I was very good at separating church and state. So, um, I was able to compartmentalize my life pretty well. Um, and that helps if you bring it home, then yeah, it's really going to cause yeah. a problem. But I was always very good at sort of, you know, putting down the bag when you get in the door and calling it. Um, you always answered the phone if you had work, but you know, not carrying that baggage in the door was, uh, was critical. And I still do it today. It, it still could wear on you. So you have to do it. You know, I, I didn't know you during that time, but I, I do know somebody who, maybe had a similar experience and he currently actually is the um, he's the head of the, the, the police union for the state police for the uh, non the uh, NCO. Mm-hmm. And, and when I'm with him, doesn't matter what day of the week or, or, you know, what time of day, mm-hmm. his phone's ringing. Yeah. There's always a problem. There's always a situation. There's always something going on. And that's only, and he's just dealing with, the, the outcome of maybe a trooper gets hurt, maybe a trooper gets killed, maybe. And I've been with him when he gets those phone calls and it's like, you just gotta stop what he's doing. And yeah. he's gone. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's just one element. You were in, in, I guess, exposed in a part of every element. Yeah, you see so that all. didn't pull you in like a million different directions? It does, you just gotta, I mean, like I, you know, I think, like I said, you gotta kind of peel away the chaos and get to the point. Yeah. I mean, if you spin your wheels on the, on the, on the silly stuff, then you're going to drive yourself crazy. I think you need to, there's always something you got to get laser focused on the issue and figure out how you get to wherever you want to end up. And that's, that's how you have to approach it. Otherwise you will, you will drive yourself crazy. All right. So that means that knowing you, you have that much going on, you must have really good, smart people that you surrounded yourself with, right. So that you could just sort of manage the, the, the silos, maybe manage yeah. the buckets. Is that, is that yeah. kind of what was going, is that the way you've, you managed it? Yeah. I think that's always been key. I mean, you have to, you have to trust everybody and you have to have a team around you no matter what, whether it's practice of law or running a state government or whatever it is, it's important. And um, you got to get buy-in. I mean, that's the only way you can do it. I don't know how else you can manage it and be effective and get results. And that doesn't leave a lot of room for error if, if you have somebody who's one of your lieutenants, so to speak, and they're not carrying their weight or they're dragging their feet or whatever, you don't really have a lot of flexibility. It's like, you got to either get it straight or you got to, you got to move on, right? You got to put somebody else in that position because you, you don't have like, yeah. you can't drag on for weeks or months. No. Like maybe in corporate America, you could with somebody, you know, kind of sitting in the back of the classroom, like you have to make decisions. So now you're thinking faster. And as I'm saying all this out loud, processing what I think you were, you might've experienced, yeah, yeah. you're kind of validating it. Like, I just think to myself, like, wow, you went from working in a law firm to a couple of years later being brought into this like high, um, like high intensity, high speed, high pressure environment. And you just managed it. Yeah. Does that go back to the shoe store? <laughs> I mean, I think it, I think the chaos. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, it's, it's managing 
a bunch of different things same time. I think you're right. I, yeah. I, it is. It's a, it's just a, a bigger, a bigger version of that. And you just kind of, it builds off and it gives you perspective. Now I have tons of perspective and I know what a real emergency is and what isn't. So you exactly. can be calm under pressure now because you've seen a lot worse. So it's like, it's, I mean, there's, there's a whole factor where it's okay. It's cool that you, you worked there and it's cool that you did that, but I'm intrigued by, by how you handled it. Like this is, this is more interesting to, interesting to me than the fact that you were, you were there. Um, which is, it's like being on a baseball team. How many people get to that spot? Yeah. But the way you got there and then having to figure that out is sort of the pattern of what you were saying, how things kept happening to you. Um, but they really weren't happening to you. They were happening for you. Yeah. And what that did was it created these stretch experiences where you actually were pushed and stretched beyond your, maybe what you thought you were capable of, but maybe not because you're a confident guy, yeah. but at least you didn't have the experience to, 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 to uh, lean on. So you had to figure it out. And here's my question. Did you have mentors at that time that were helping you kind of figure it out? Or were you really just that good that you were just like, I got it. I'm figuring it all out. No, I don't think anybody's that good, especially in some of those uh, scenarios. No, I've been, and I'll use the word lucky again, but this was probably a little bit of luck. I just, and then eventually worked hard and I stuck with those people. But uh, from the, the first person I worked for at the law firm, the judge I clerked with, Tom Scrivo, Governor Christie, like I had all these people that were amazing at their jobs. Um, and I think share very a lot of the, well, at least the lawyers. I don't know if Governor Christie is quite as quiet as I am, but um, <laughs> but everybody else is very deliberate, thoughtful, and and was relying on their good judgment. And that's what, you know, I learned and and kind of fostered that. So yeah, I mean, without that, you don't, you don't, you can't stretch yourself, like you said, you can't do it. Um, so you gotta, you gotta have that. And then you have somebody like Governor Christie that just pushes you really far. It makes you, gets the best out of you. There's a, oh man, there's a lot to be said for intentionally putting yourself in a position where you're to be uncomfortable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Where you have somebody that is just going to push you. It's like a coach on your football team or whatever. Like, yeah, you're going to be uncomfortable. Well, good. Right. That's, you should be uncomfortable if you really want to like, like reach your potential. And so the reason I asked you about mentors is because I want the people that are listening to understand that of course you had mentors. And of course, now you were in a, a uniquely, um, like I said, high pressure situation, but you were surrounded with people that some of them you intentionally put there and some of them were, were put there um, by other people, but you had a good group of, of um, support people around you and mentors. Mm -hmm. That's key, right? It's key no matter what business you're in or no matter what you're doing. And having that gives you the ability and it, it gave you, I'm hearing you say, it gave you the ability to focus on what was most important because you knew you could rely on the people around you. Like what a, that's an ideal situation. Yeah. And I think importantly, you don't want to lose those. You got to find out who those mentors are and, and, and foster that relationship. So you, so they keep being mentoring you. Yeah, the worst thing is to find somebody great and, and sort of screw it up or they leave. Yeah. You want to foster that and keep those connections. Some of the people I worked for back at the original law firm, I still talk to all the time and get advice from because, you know, you want to keep those relationships with people that, steered you in the right direction. Yeah. And listen, to your point earlier, you never know. So there's the networking and there's the exposing yourself to people oh, yeah. uh, and to situations like it never ends. It just grows and grows and grows. It's, it's really important. I mean, the biggest thing I ever, so as that on the way out of the administration, everyone was looking for jobs. The one thing that I learned from that, that I now do on a regular basis is I, everyone, I try to help everyone find jobs and get referrals because you never know where people are going to land and how you'll align with them later 10 years from now. 
Never know. You can't underestimate. Always comes back. You can't underestimate a college kid was just here, finished up his summer, try to help him land his next job. Might see him in 15 years from now. Who knows? Always comes back. Yeah. And and the thing is, you know, that it's going to come back. You don't know who or when. Yeah. But it it always does. It really does. And it's, it is the most unexpected way. And it's kind of cool when you have the, like the awareness to be like, Oh wow, it just came back to me. Yeah. You know, it is. Um, So that's really, okay. So that's, that's an interesting part of your life. I mean, so you were there, you were there through some interesting stuff and then what happens, right? So that comes to an end because um, Christie's term came to an end, I guess. Second term ended. Yeah. Yeah. And so what were you again? Like I have to make a decision and take a risk. I took the last big risk. We, you know, probably could have went to any number of law firms that are big here in New Jersey. And instead we partnered up with, you know, my newest mentor and my partner, Kevin O'Toole, longtime legislator, chairman of the Port Authority in New York and New Jersey. Um, and we started a little firm with 20 some lawyers and now we're 60, four years later, um, another major risk. Um, not, not the, not the uh, 250 person law firm I was at, you know, we started from scratch. I was, I'm the one that made the letterhead that we write on today in day one in our initial website I built in a week to, you know, get us started. So it was sort of that build from the ground up mentality again. How cool is that? What a great yeah. feeling. Yeah, it was. Because you guys are kicking butt. I mean, you guys are really successful. We've been, it's been a lot You're of hard work, it. but very fortunate. Yeah. yeah. You guys have earned it. I mean, you guys are doing, yeah. I mean, look, granted, the obvious is you guys all, all have um, good relationships. You have good connections. But at the end of the day, you can have all that. And if you don't perform, nobody's going to want to work with you. The biggest so it doesn't matter have... necessarily. It's like you have yeah. to actually um, show up on the field and you got to win. I mean, you, you, you couldn't be more right. I mean, we were worried we were going to be, you know, considered the political hack law firm in New Jersey. So we had to go out and win some cases and show that we're real lawyers too. So, yeah. um, you know, we had to prove it again. And I think we've done it so far. It's been good. So take, take it full circle. You reminded me, I know you have children, but you, you, you brought that up earlier on. How old are they now? Uh, eight, eight and six. Okay. So they're watching this. What would, what would you want them to take away? But they're a little bit older. What lessons would you want them to take away though, as, as young adults watching their dad talk on, on this show to this guy, Matt, giving some advice to somebody who's like, I'm not sure what to do. I'm not sure where to go. I'm not sure what decisions to make. Like they're just kind of on a treadmill. Maybe they're 20, 23 years old trying to figure it out. What's the advice? You can't have paralysis by analysis. You got to go do it. You got to, you got to take that risk and you got to work hard and, and things will happen. If you, if you just sit around and, and, and wait for something to happen to you, you're going to be stuck. You know, you're not going to take action forward. Action is key. Big action. Move forward. Keep moving forward is my, you know, keep checking things off and doing it. You know what? That's really cool that you brought that up. It's a coincidence, but I was on a, I was on a show with some, somebody else's show earlier today mm-hmm. and he was talking, um, he, he put it like, he didn't ask that question, but he, he volunteered. He had three things on the screen. I think one said, have a vision. Mm-hmm. I think the next thing said, take action. It was something like that. But what I heard was something that I read in a book at one point, which was be, do, have. Yeah. So if you want to have something, First, you have to do something, but in order to do it, you have to be like you have to, like you had said before, you can be a lawyer, you can make money, but 
you, 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 you had a purpose, right? There was a, there was a way of being about you. And yeah. that being is what's in, is what is inside of you. It's the compass. It's guiding everything you're doing anyway, right? That's like your moral compass. There's the, so that be, do, have, what you just said was the action part, right? It's the middle, it's to do. Like, assuming that you, you, you have, you're a good person, you have a good compass, mm-hmm. and you know where you're going, that doesn't help. That's just, that's, that's the vision. Yeah. The doing is like everything. And it's, it's oh. everything. It's like, and you hardest really got to do. Yeah. It's yeah, hardest yeah part. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a good summation there. I don't know who you were talking yeah, to. You it sounds like he was smart. <laughs> yeah. He is a smart guy. Um, talk to me for a second about something that you probably have to do every case you have multiple times pivoting, right? So you're on, you're on one path and all of a sudden something changes, some piece of information change, anything, and you have to pivot. And it might mean leaving behind everything you did up until that point. Yeah. So how important is that in general, whether in business and life and um, just as a mindset, the ability to pivot? Yeah. You got to be able to shed, shed things quickly and move on. Um, And I think that is, if you're results oriented and you know where you got to go, you kind of can let the things in the past go. I mean, you can just, you gotta, you can't, you can't let those things resonate and, and percolate inside you. You got to put them aside and, and figure out the pathway to get where you got to go. I don't think there's any other way you can get the results you need. If you sit around and kind of ho-hum about it, you're kind of stuck. Uh, you're in a rut and, and you won't be able to get out of exactly. it. It happens every day. You're right. I mean, every case in life, I mean, life does it to you. Everybody, you know, your, your, your HVAC goes out, you got to do something. You can't just sit around and, and wait for it. You got to pivot, you know? You know, yeah. I mean, you know, there's, there's times. So you guys are in business. I mean, you're, you're, you're a business owner, right? So there's times where you guys make decisions and you think, all right, we're going to, um, we're going to go this way. And maybe, I don't know, maybe buying the building you guys bought where you guys are, you know, you're like, all right, we'll buy this and we'll see what happens. And so that's a decision, but then maybe something changes. Maybe you're just getting so big so quickly that you're outgrowing the building. Yeah. Maybe I'm, I'm not sure if this is even happening. I'm making this up, but may, maybe you have to leave the building behind. Like you just things, things like that happen. It's like, well, do we hold on to the building and add five more floors or do we just leave the building and go somewhere yeah. else? I mean, it could be any, any ridiculous thing. Good. The idea that you can let go of um, a path that you may have committed to and realize that, okay, that was, what got me here isn't going to get me there. Yeah. So I need to make it, I need to just change my thinking. Right. That's, that's life, right? Yeah. It's critical, man. I mean, that's, it's the only way to do it. Uh, if you want to get to where you want to be. Um, and I think you're, and we are outgrowing our building. So, you know, maybe you want to, maybe you want to come pick out our building. Uh, we need some more space here. Um, so good guess. Um, but yeah, I, I think you're right. You can't, you can't say, Oh, we sunk all that in. You got to take that risk you got to keep going. I'm going to ask you something. This is going to be the last question. And we have three minutes. Oh, this is the last question. And it's, uh, there's no right or wrong. It's, it's, I'm curious about your opinion. Okay. Knowing what, you know, living in this economy we live in and being a very well-educated guy in this current economy, somebody who's watching this, who's deciding, should I invest in college? Or should I get into the workforce? Which one might be might be a better decision now, college, yeah. or or just or just go to work? How important is the the? Let me say it differently. Hold on. Yeah. How important is the formal education versus the life education? That's a better way to ask it. 
well, you know, there's no cookie cutter answer. I'll do the lawyer answer. There's no right answer there, but I think it's critical for what I do. It's critical. You got to go to school. You got to do it. If you want to do a profession, then you got to do it. But, you know, you've seen the professions. Doctors have been, you know, hurt a lot lately in the way the, the health system is. Um, if you're someone like Matt Rosenthal, I think you can skip college. You got enough, you got enough ability in you to really just come out and make anything happen. You can move mountains. So I think you got to know what, and maybe it's hard for young people, but you got to take advice and ask people and, and figure out where are you going to fit? Are you able to make it out there on your own? Or do you really need to mature and learn and, and have a pathway to a more, you know, professional sort of route? You know, I think it's for each person to decide. I don't buy into this whole, you know, college is useless now because it costs too much. I, I have, you see all these diplomas I have by me. I mean, they, that's why I had to ask you the question. They, I, I, I've never asked anybody that question on this show, but I, I had to ask you because it was like, you're the perfect person to ask that question. Uh, it, it's worked for me. So I can't, I can't shoot it down. I really can't. I think. And I'm glad you didn't. It's for everybody. It's, it's important. It's important. Yeah. If you can go to school, you should go to school and, um, I think that combining school with the skill set of sales, of people skills, and, and, and the things you can learn in life by having good mentors, that's the combination. And I actually think that, I know you only have one minute, I think that's a good way to actually bring this to a close, right? It's yeah. all of that combined. You gave some killer, killer information today. Like you shared, I hope people go back and watch this. You gave a lot of good information. There's one thing I didn't hear you say, which I'm glad I didn't hear you say, at no point did you say you did anything because you hoped. I hope this would happen. I hope that would happen. And I'm saying that because of this. I, I always end the show by saying that you have to be humble and you have to hustle. And these are the things you both, both the things you did. Be humble and hustle. And, and hope is not a strategy. You have to have a plan. You got to take action. And that's how we end the show. That's so thank ending. you for coming that's on. That's a great ending point. Thank you for having me, Matt. I appreciate it. All right, listen, keep doing what you do. Is there anything you want anybody to know? We're going to post some information down below. Do you want to share email, LinkedIn, whatever you want? Yeah, LinkedIn would be great. Yeah, email if anyone has questions, especially those looking to get into this industry, happy to help. Like I said, I, I it's a side job to help other people get you know jobs and referrals, and I love doing it. So you know, happy to help. Yeah.